0: All right, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, Back to the Blockbuster. My name is Gates Bowling, and I apologize. I sound like I'm going through puberty again. Mm-hmm. It was a long weekend. <laughs> uh, as it was Jack contested.
1: the Tester. with sunshine, <laughs> extreme tall people, lots of fantasy shots. And if you don't know what a fantasy shot is, I don't think you want to know unless you know. <laughs> uh, <And> yeah. Yeah. Personal- <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so, uh, it, was, it was a good weekend all around for everybody. It was, and you know what? I got through most of it not sounding like this until I woke up this morning. It was that extra day, that extra, that Sunday fun day. I just had to go out. Um, I do Dude. for those listening. I was with Jack a lot of the weekend, but yesterday I wasn't, and I think I posted a story, a story at this bar that we go to, and all he said I was fell like, "Back to." <clears throat> Show back tavern and all he sent back was <clears throat> oh lord and i was like that's a, a good sign that i probably He's shouldn't gone. have been out He's gone. <laughs> gone um well i mean sunday funday <laughs> i'm cool with it until it's like
1: five six you know like get to a certain point five six after that you're really you're really asking for a bad monday you know yeah you're Especially like yeah, you're Especially like, where I we home. Where like, sport, like sports end at 8, like national sports end at 8 o'clock for us. So we have like a built-in excuse for come football season. It's like, it's 8 o'clock, there's nothing on, I'm going home. For right. everyone else, it sucks. That's why like, one thing I'll always say, watching football on the West Coast is one of the greatest things that no <laughs> one talks about. Wake up early to watch it, you end early to finish. It's great. It's
0: true, That's true. And there were several moments yesterday where I looked at my phone and I was like, it's 5, it's 5.30, it's 6, 6, 30. Oh, it's 7. Why am I still out? And then I, like, you guys don't know about where we live, really, but, like, then I was like, you know what? Let's go to Tower 12 in Hermosa Beach, which is, like, like <laughs> when I should have just gone home. And I, I, you know what? I stayed for, like, 30 minutes, and then that's, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I can't be out anymore. I can't do this. Yeah, no, I <clears throat> I will not be discussing anything that goes on at Tower 12. You can only do it. Yeah, yeah. You can only be there, yeah. yeah. But, but it was you a, it was, it was a fun Sunday. We met a lot of cool people, new people too. It was like a really good time. So I'd have no regrets. My voice does no regrets. But I, but you, I, I don't,
1: dude. <laughs> in those instances, I feel like we need to make t-shirts. <laughs> no, for uh, like, need a little branding oh, for us. Oh,
0: like when I'm just out and about.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, we're out and about together, so it's like you know, just saying
0: support. Yeah, you know Playlist. what, It's that, good. And I, I would actually uh, wear those out. I, I, would, I would wear those out. So yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I would too. Give me a good hoodie. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Food, food, for yeah. <laughs> food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> Anywho, let's get to the entertainment stuff today, baby.
0: Any uh the yeah. Audience? There, were, there <laughs> you know what? News was kind of slow, but there were some there were some things that happened. Uh, anyway, I I I will start it with the, uh, the the Game of Thrones prequel series, House of the Dragon. Uh, I did not watch it. But I guess I guess yeah yeah I haven't watched it yet. I guess everyone was really missing anything Game of Thrones adjacent because it is HBO's biggest premiere ever. Uh nearly 10 million people watched it across all of their platforms. Um uh it it's also was like a, let me pull up the exact numbers. I guess the uh yeah, the debut was also 350 percent above game of thrones is 2011 premiere now the key difference is like there's hbo max and like all these other ways you can watch uh these new shows now but i think it kind of goes a long way like a lot of people on twitter were saying like see people weren't that mad about how game of thrones ended they really wanted to see something else from uh that brand and um and i know hbo is very happy because I don't know how much the budget is. I'm sure it's huge. I know the marketing budget was 100 million dollars, and, that, and that's really big for a a, a, a TV a, for a TV show like a for yeah, its premiere TV episode.
1: Show, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I that get just that. his premiere for episode. Pilot, yeah. 100 100 million dollars is nothing to uh, HBO. Sure. Um, yeah. Um. For for going, for going I am not a Thrones guy. Um. So I am now having I I haven't watched it either. I'm watching it tonight. And this is Monday when we're recording. So it's like my Monday night now. Um never got into Thrones, just got to it too late, and it was just too much to like really get like caught up on. And then once I'm one of those people that once everyone starts talking about it, like I'm not gonna talk about it, like unless you know we do it here. Um but it's just like whatever. Um, but I'm excited for this. Um definitely cool. Dragons are dope. Um, and then I will say it's it's a double edged sword when when uh when when a new when a new show comes out and they talk about it being like the highest fucking you know release it's like yeah dude of course it is you have more platforms to watch it on people can watch it over two two three days it's not just right obviously H obviously HBO. Um, it releases at like one time, so everyone has to sit down at one time to watch it. But like, I'd imagine that they have a little bit of metrics where it's like some people watch the date of the premiere, some people yeah. waited to, like eleven o'clock at night to watch it. Like, right. I would they have, do. I would have
0: just... Yeah, they they you do know, like based on the, the live. Yeah, they do like the live, and then they do like uh like an hour later or like later that night. Uh, it's kind of like based on like all that, and then of course, of course, HBO Max is its own thing even though they don't release those numbers. Uh, yeah, they look like Samba they, they, TV, which is really yeah, yeah. odd. Yeah, um, so... But, but I, I will mean,
1: say, it was, it was significant. Did you happen to see this Instagram post where it was a, a, a video of... <clears throat> Uh, some kid some dude in new york city and he put his phone he like stared his phone up to this the, the Oh, side all of the, the windows and watching all uh, the windows are open Yeah. and everything cool. changed immediately like with it so everyone's watching it so like have, it. we have we have we have a due service to the people who listen to our podcast we have to watch it yeah now, and we, not, we will be like many it. episodes <laughs> we might need to put that in a poll yeah,
0: so, yeah And, 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 and see- honestly... And honestly, uh, we will consider doing this for like a lot of big TV shows that are coming out. Like Yeah, we have Lord of the Rings coming out uh pretty soon. Um I'm so
1: in on Lord of the Rings, it's not even funny.
0: You know, so many people aren't because they they kind of uh Peter Jackson wasn't consulted on the show at all. And that kind of rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. I know he's not the end all be all, but he did direct you know all those movies and they're like they made a lot of money they're beloved they critical darlings a lot of people love them some fans were really irked that amazon didn't even like approach him like to consult him on it whatsoever they now, not approach him? yeah i mean granted he's that's what he said i mean granted it's, that's what, if it's
1: he's, a, i mean if he said they didn't approach him then you have to kind of take him at his word but like yeah it's, I mean it's act- it's it's not it's 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 one of those things where like Owen when he when he's on he'll hate he'll, he hates the the newer trilogy which obviously very yeah. the hobbits it's totally understandable how someone would not like it comparative to like the fucking the Lord of the Rings we grew up on where it was like right. practical cgi and practical effects comparative to just green screen adventures um but i'm i'm all in on both like either or it's like dude the the fucking the dwarves the fucking elves the 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 the, the creatures the magicalness of it all i'm so yeah. on it and just from like the trailers they mentioned a few names that they mentioned in hobbit like durin and all these things so i'm like i'm in like right cuz i like i'm in so um it's i mean same thing i just wish i had a little bit more game of thrones knowledge um but um, I don't think we need a lot to know, but I I'm jacked for both these shows. Very happy for both of these shows. Are coming yeah,
0: out. I, you know, and, and, you know, Amazon Prime Video, they want this show to be their Game of Thrones is what they're hoping for. They put a lot of money, a ton of money into it. And there's like this like now <clears throat> there's <clears throat> competition between both. Like They're like <clears throat> House of the Dragon just premiered. Lord of the Rings comes out like I think early September. So now there's, like, between their fan bases, it's like, okay, which show is going to be better and all that, you know, kind of stuff. Um, for right now, of, uh, I think it, of, Lord of the Rings, of the Rings. I, I want to say it's right after Labor Day. Let me, uh, I'll look that that really quick. No, um, yeah, if,
1: I hope they, like, stagger it so everyone can enjoy watching both shows and not have to, like, choose a team. Like, obviously it's streaming, so you don't have to choose between anything, but there oh. is so much stuff out there. That it's
0: like pick two or three shows to watch and dedicate yeah.
1: yourself to that. Watch the other stuff. Watch it, but it's so
0: hard uh, to follow right now. Well, well, they won't be competing against each other on the same day. Series premiere is Friday, September second. I'm assuming new episodes will release on the Friday. I that's Friday's what, the worst. That, Friday is the worst day. In my opinion. that is the worst day to drop, drop a show. I mean, like I, I would. Day. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Wednesday is a good time. That's a good sweet spot. Wednesday like, is the mid, qu- Wednesday is perfect because
1: it's like um, i gotta get to this show if i can get to thursday if i can get to wednesday i could talk yeah. about it thursday and then friday's over
0: that's why I was, yeah, so yeah. I, I was so happy i got to watch the boys early because the boys is another i guess amazon does this like with a lot of their big shows they like drop on like friday and it's not really convenient <laughs> for uh my schedule and life but like no, yeah, I, I mean it's, it, it, it seems like, like a weird adult, it doesn't you're an day. adult
1: like yeah if you're an adult, um, new, normally I, I, they wrote me in by watching it like in the middle of the day, like I'll be doing work. It's like, fuck, I really want to watch the boys right now. It's like I could wait till later, like when I'm kind of yeah. tipsy after we go out and watch it, and then have to rewatch it again, or just <clears> wait <throat> and then, or just so I end up watching it Friday just because I want to, I want to see it. Um, but right. Amazon does right. do in bulk, so like they, what they, I think their strategy is that they get everyone hyped on those first three episodes that are released that weekend, and right. then they go to the singular. Rather than HBO just being like, "Yo, we own Sunday," Which, yeah. but it's gonna be, but it's gonna be funny too, um, because football is back, so they're competing with yeah. football.
0: That's true. I mean, like it'll be it's, it'll be interesting if like the Game oh, of Thrones geez. show too. Sunday, night, football. Sunday, Sunday Sunday night football. football. If they can sustain these ratings, uh, like leading up to that, like if they'll be able to like kind of, I mean, I think I think this out of the gate response was like people just miss anything anything <clears throat> anything game of thrones related um and though and, and reviews weren't bad either it has like an 83 percent of Rotten tomatoes like it it i it, it was generally well received I, th- I think for people who watched the premiere um i know for some people i talked to they said it felt weird watching a show where they didn't know any of the characters and that, that's a that's a struggle oh, boo, boo. <laughs> yeah that's the struggle of like a prequel right <laughs> you're not gonna know you're not gonna know anyone from the original <laughs> no, yeah no one from the original show was there so <laughs> you the just deal with that,
1: people.
0: right? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, but but for now, HBO has bragging rights. It, it did well. They've been waiting for like a global hit like this again. Uh, they've been trying to find their next Game of Thrones. I mean, Westworld is successful, but not on that level. Uh, Euphoria is really successful, but not on, like a global level. It's really it's really big on social yeah, media man. and so and, and here, yeah, um, but. They were looking for that like worldwide like hit again and in week one they have it so we'll kind of see how they keep doing in the subsequent weeks I I can't really tell the uh, overall like response yet but probably will from like regular viewers, but I think like by midweek you'll kind of see like Okay, this is what this is what people think of it so far and. um, yeah and then we will actually uh, start sharing what we think of it, because I am like jack. uh, not a game of thrones person um i'm not really uh into usually like fantasy and dragons and stuff like that but for the sake of to admit, think, dragons, <laughs> are dope. dragons are dope but for the sake of the pod i will i will check it out because it's like work so yeah i mean yeah I mean, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be i'd be
1: shocked if joe blow didn't ask you to write something for on
0: it yeah and then like you know what's funny though? I was talking to another writer on another site and we were talking about the Lord of the Rings show. and He posted his interviews from the show and he was like on Twitter and he was like, dude, I was today, today years old when I realized that no one wants this show to happen. He's like, I posted those uh, interviews and like all the comments were like, we don't support this. Like this isn't really like our Lord of the Rings. And this is before anyone sees it. And like, and that's kind of like, Going to transition to, like the next thing I'm going to talk about is like there is a lot of like fandom backlash against things before people even like watch it, and it's like ridiculous. Like, well, that's that's
1: one thing with social media, it's just like Twitter, like we've said it before, Twitter's the worst place in the world, right? And and, and no one has anything positive to say about anything. We're like, I'm, I'm going past talking about just like new shows or like, I know right, that like, yeah. we all. Like, cherish, like, no one has anything nice to say anything anymore. Like, you know what, it right. is? That's dope hat. I don't ever see you wear hats that often. So, nice hat, man.
0: Thank you, buddy. I also like your hat. <laughs> Thank you. I man. see you in hats all the time. I see you with hats all the time, though. But yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I, agree. I, I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. Like, it's weird. Like, you know, like, however we might feel, like, I said, I watched all, and you said you watched it as well. And, like, whatever your feelings are on it, I I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that before the show premiered that means regular people haven't seen it like critics i saw like first four episodes but like regular people hadn't and all these people went to imdb and review bombed it with one-star reviews and it was mostly men in their 30s so they actually could see like how old you are when you vote on that and it was just negative just to be for the sake of being negative negative. and this has happened before with like the mcu and dc stuff all the time uh but it's it's ridiculous and now on the flip side of that there's the there's the other side too a lot of people that saw those first four episodes and were like oh it's not my cup of tea i don't really like it they got attacked by like hardcore marvel fans like really like i have a one of the guys i follow on twitter he happens to be gay and he got a random like hateful comment about his sexuality just because he didn't like the first couple episodes of the show Has nothing to do with the show at all. Like it's just about She-Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah. Just people are just really just like complete assholes online, especially when it has they haven't even seen something yet. Like if you've seen it, fine. Like go on a rant, say why you liked it, say why you didn't like it, debate with someone about why you know you liked it and they didn't. But like if you haven't set your eyes on it, like I feel like IMDb should have a better practice of like letting you like vote. For stuff like that, if it hasn't premiered yet, like you shouldn't be able to vote for uh, on a show or movie three days before it comes out. Well,
1: I'm I'm pretty sure that like that's the it, it's one of those things where it's like the the movie company like makes a deal with them and they to turn the ratings off. You know, like when Marvel right, right. when fucking Captain Marvel just started dive bombing because because rightfully see, rightfully same. deserved oh. rightfully deserved to be dive bombed because it's not a good movie. <laughs> Um <clears throat> has nothing but they, to do with my but they my, were yeah. die bobbing
0: it for like other reasons too. Like a yeah, lot a lot I mean, of it had to do with her. Yeah, I think yeah,
1: it it's it's weird because like you go by cinema score. I usually I usually uh abide by IMDB more than I do Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is just like, you know, it's the it's the tomato meter. So yeah, yeah. Um so I, I just think it's all arbitrary. I just think wish people like were just generally nicer, you know. It's yeah, I mean I know I there's a business involved in all this and and in the this, this, the the release of Snyder Cut movement uh uh definitely set a precedent for fandom in the sense that if you drum up enough something or and Sonic too, where you like the Sonic whole mishap, you can, you know, affect change in, a, in an IP that you like. But shut the fuck up. You're not the director, you're not like if you were if you if you had value in this position, you'd be in the position to make a change. If not, right. just stop talking. Like, just be like, I'm gonna. You can be skeptical. It's like, hey, like, or you can just be like, hey, I just flat out don't like the look of this. Right. These trailers right now.
0: But yeah. like, you can't hate on me for being excited. Or like, and the know, thing, yeah. And those two movements actually more so the Snyder the Snyder cut movement. I think it just gave a, a lot of like regular. I don't even want to say kids. I think it's every, everyone, adults, kids, whoever, whoever wanted it it gave them a voice and Mm -hmm. the fact that they got it released made them go like, see, like we were so vocal that we got this to happen. And then someone told me that could be like a dangerous thing like moving forward for like other industry stuff.
1: Because like,
0: and you know, and I think that movement kind of started like this whole thing with like almost every project now, like, oh, if it's something we don't like, we can make them change it. We can get, we can like there, we can affect that kind of change. Like by just complaining about it on social media, and I think that's why it's only gotten worse. Like it's only gotten more. and People get more and more vocal. They get they get more mean. Uh, yeah. So like it's a it's a double edged sword because I'm on the one hand, they were right in the case of the Snyder Cut to do it. Um, and, and I would. Kind
1: of money, like, and, and they raise a lot like of money for charity, right? They need a lot for charity and shit like that too. So, yeah.
0: and I would even argue that uh the whole backlash against the original look of sonic was justified because it didn't look great so justified um and you know what they paramount did the right thing and they went back and changed it right away um and now you now, now you have a, uh, them and it made it you hit. Have a, yeah you have a franchise now you have two successful movies with a third one on the way um so it, it can work I just know that like there's more examples of it just being a lot of like talk than it actually, like, turning into something successful. Um, and I think that's the problem. But, like, the thing is, like, when you have, like, a couple of uh, moments where it's like, okay, we got them to change this, they're just going to try every single time they don't like something. And this is, like, these are Star Wars fans, either Marvel fans, they're uh, DC fans, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, all the big, like, IPs you can think of, I think they, they feel like they can change something by singing out, like, sending out a single tweet. And that's the crazy thing about it. And it's it's a it's kind of it's as a fan of movies and TV and stuff, it's not cool to see the ugly side of that because it's like when you have that camaraderie and you're talking about stuff you love, it's cool to kind of have that on social media and like doing what we're doing on here, like you're talking about things that like you all enjoy. So on the one hand, it can be very very positive, but then you can you go on Twitter for like five minutes after certain things come out, and it's just like. There's already, like, pitchforks and fires out of nowhere over, like, someone having an opinion. Like, I have a a friend that said that he doesn't even know if he wants to cover Marvel stuff anymore because of, like, what happened with the She-Hulk stuff with him. Because he just said it was just so overwhelmingly negative that it kind of soured him, like, wanting to cover their stuff. Now, I'm sure he'll still cover it because, you know, it brings views and it brings followers. But I, I see his point, though.
1: No yeah i mean i i it's it's and again i think i would I agree with your friend more more to because i just i don't think it's just i'm tired of marvel they, you know it's yeah. again like uh, i'm i'm the reset king for marvel like i'm not i'm not invested in these characters so yeah and then for people in marvel to then be so against like something that like dude like shut up you were not a fan of insert character here until Marvel yeah. put them on the big and now you're all of a sudden aficionado of like they should do this this way or that that way like get yeah. out of town like yep. as like me and you personally like we grew up with like knowing at least one comic book character like very well it might happened to be the Joker oh. and Batman and I have opinions on those things right. but at the end of the day I'm still going to watch the movies and again I'm getting a real Batman in real life like that's fucking dope that's awesome so I'm going to be happy with that now yeah. i'm not gonna but like that's it i mean the, the most negative thing I've, I've done i think is that i don't like brie larson and jennifer lawrence and that i don't think that the joke would should be musical that's about it
0: yeah um, but you that. but you wouldn't go online and no, I talk wouldn't, shit no, I wouldn't, about yeah. talk shit about brie larson and be like because the brie larson gets attacked a lot because she's very vocal and that's her prerogative she could be vocal i mean like she like that's and yeah, I, I've never met her I, in
1: person, so I can't yeah. give you a whole entire like actual grading on her. But like just from what yeah. I I personally think that she wasn't acting in Silver Linings Playbook and that she was just acting like herself.
0: Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Well, yeah. I mean yeah. that. Yeah. So I um, I have feelings. I, I, have I feelings about her too. I, 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 I have agree. feelings about yeah. her too. But yeah. But I, 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 I get what you're saying. But yeah, she but, but your people. But that's the difference between you being like a mature adult. You wouldn't go on Twitter and. Like, to yeah. try to destroy her online. Like, why do you even, like, who has, why do you have the time to do that? Like, not you, but, like, the people that choose to. Like, nah, what yeah. what else is going on in your life? <laughs> you controls, are, like, I, 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 I want to do this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um oh, bro. Uh, some fun, Uh, kind of fun, Cassie News. Well, I want to, add, like, we get, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so. we get, we a tweet. Did you watch She-Hulk? I did watch She-Hulk. Um, I... I like, I So I went in with like lowered expectations because I kept hearing mixed things. Uh, it's only one episode and it's like, what, 25 minutes? Um, I think because it, it feels like a change of pace from like we're normally getting from them, I liked it on that level. I liked the attempts of kind of making like, the things I was worried about were the things I kind of enjoyed watching, like the whole work, uh, workplace comedy vibe. I kind of dug that. I like. I think uh, Tatiana uh, is really good in the role so far. Like, she's really good at balancing the the comedy and stuff too. I thought some of the stuff um, is a little heavy handed, but I mean, but I'm not a woman, so I can't really like. I feel like I can't really like. That was like, going to be my <laughs>
1: point too. Um, I've like, I, feel,
0: I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched I it. Like and I,
1: I forgot yeah. that it came out. It's like, oh wait, hold on, let me, let me pop this on. Um, first off's first. Motherfucking Marvel, stop with the 25 minute episodes. Like just you have enough money to make a fucking full-length episode. Just make it full. It's so annoying. I know, gaze, your point was like it's like a 25 minute, like they're changing like sitcom kind of thing. But with these type of shows and with the type of fans that we have like they have, just give them just 45 minutes. Just it's it 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 would have I feel like it would have been a lot like it was a very abrupt, like. They're like, in her and, office doing, doing, doing. You know, talking, and all of a sudden it's like, oh wait! And she breaks the fourth wall, which I think is is she's very good at doing that. Yeah. Um, I did not like her comment though about how she's like, oh yeah, me and uh me and Deadpool are gonna have a fourth wall off. Like you know, who can do it better? It's like, yeah, relax, dude. Like, relax. Okay, I, I, I know. All <laughs> but no one. Well, beats they Deadpool <laughs> pre- fourth wall. Like literally they have no together. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, also it's like when the fuck would ever she Hulk and Deadpool be in the same scene so anyhow um, it was just so abrupt it went right <laughs> from the you know courtroom to then the Hulk training yeah, and then it went right back to like the courtroom where like it seems that if she, it's I don't know how long it was I, I, I forgot how long it was between leaving the island and being in the courtroom but she was hiding it all the time and now she does this and she's you know Hulk and Obviously the show is just gonna run from there where she's like the Hulk and you know the whole like doing bouncing her,
0: like yeah. yeah
1: head of the head of the
0: law firm like,
1: yeah. law firm for superheroes yeah. and all that stuff. Um so I'm excited to see it because I, I personally love uh courtroom shows, you know, the banter and all that stuff. I think it's it's very, you know, very interesting to, to follow. Um, but don't try and read it. It's impossible to read. You have to listen to it. If you do an audio book, just listen to it. Yeah. Um, anywho. Um, what, like, what, it what? me with so many questions about, like, what has Bruce been doing this all entire time? Yeah, um, there's a lot I of I would love to, to know more, I would love to know more about how, like, him and Tony, like, were on this island, like, just hanging yeah. out, like, like, try, like, being, like, you know, because they are actually friends, like, before anything, like, they're just two scientists who were just, like, hanging out, um, a while back, you know, you had the, the jock, and then you had the nerdy nerd. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I love that so, uh, so that was awesome just to like hear that like oh during the blip like Tony wasn't so isolated like he went to go check on Banner and you know he was a good right. friend and that's definitely not something that Tony Stark from the first two movies would have done so that's cool yep. here so they definitely added in some easter eggs for like the casual, the fans that the real fans that like would be like that's fucking awesome yeah Um, I think it's pretty sweet that she like can just can change whenever she wants I think that's yep. awesome. And she still contains her consciousness. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like I, I think you're you're right on point with that medita- with that meditation scene. I knew exactly where they were going with it as soon as it happened. Because like, what's the one thing you don't tell women? It's like don't get upset and don't, don't get and upset. Smile <laughs> more. Don't yeah. get upset and smile more. It's like the two things. Like you just after a while, it's like don't say that. He's like he just kept saying that over and over. It's like yeah. You don't know so, what it's like to be. A, I mean, we. Well, remember certainly. that was like a.
0: Remember that was a running theme a lot in Captain Marvel, where like Drew Law's character was constantly telling her like, control her emotions, and like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and yeah, and like, it wasn't that. I, I just wish that was written better. I guess the thing on She-Hawk. like, I it, it wasn't like against like, that message being put out there. It just felt very like, uh, I want. I'm trying to out the best way to say it. It just I, I. I. It was. It was. It was spot on.
1: It's. It's hundred percent right. spot on. Yeah, but it we, is spot on. Don't understand how to explain it because we're not women.
0: Right. So like you know, and I actually saw that. That that moment got debated a lot online, where it was like, there actually there was actually a male reviewer that wrote that shared that scene and was like, oh, like I really didn't realize it until watching this scene, like what women go through. And I was like, oh, well, that's silly. If you didn't realize that until watching an MCU show. <laughs> what women go through and yeah, then other, <clears throat> and then other guys were like oh do they have to put this in there It's like uh i don't feel like either of those ways i i under i long before that moment we, we've all known women have gone through uh something like that and then but i also wasn't angry that it was in there i just i just felt like the the writing and delivery of it could have been better and, and like you, you can do moments like that where they don't feel like they're like slapping you in the face with like you know the message (laughs) and that's what it kind of felt like it felt like yo hey this is the message of like the show and like her her personality and what you know what it's like for her to control her anger and not like yeah i just thought it was heavy-handed a little bit but as i'm watching it like i said i'm not a woman so i can't really quite critique it so doesn't seem fair i guess for me for me to no yeah I mean, my two
1: cents, did I roll my eyes after that scene? Yes, because of the the reasons you're saying it was just so heavy-handed in the way in like in what she was saying. But yeah. there was there's really no other. She was mansplaining to to a dude. So a woman, basically, it's actually she was just explaining. She wasn't even mansplaining. Yeah. She was explaining to Bruce. What it was, and it's like to us, it's like, okay, like we get it. Like, yeah, some dudes are assholes, some people are condescending, but like you don't think I deal with condescending people. It's like, no, because you just feel like the men get labeled argumentative. You get labeled difficult. So I'm like, okay, totally understand that. But you know, this day and age, you know, equal and everything. So it's it's so hard not to like look at it the other way now. It's like, all right, well, if I'm argumentative, am I am I difficult too? You know? Right. Like it's it, so there's like, I d- totally get like, you know, being hit on, uh, not I don't understand it, but like the cat calling comment or, um, but like, yeah, no, she easily could have been like people trying to explain my area of expertise. She didn't have to go men explaining my area of expertise to me. It's like, oh, like it could be yeah. a woman that's condescending as well, too. So I think she, I think she just might have, if it was a little bit more fair in her attacks at both, you know, like what triggers her and her life. Yeah, I think it would have been better rather than just being like "fucking men suck." I get hit <laughs> on. All they try to explain the law to me. Uh If I don't, if I do, uh, then I'm, you know. So I just think that she, she just, if she more harped on like the life of it rather than like specifically men being the biggest issue in her life. Yeah. Um. That yeah. So. Yeah. But well, again, also, like, you could just be like, I'm really good at controlling my emotions. The- well
0: you know only one episode so far i'm willing to you know i thought it was like a decent start start definitely not the best start of like all the shows they've had so far but i thought like yeah. it was like you know iris i respect the the swings to like try to do something different and i'm willing to see where it goes so
1: yeah and i don't even know who busted it i, I wish that there was this context of why she busted that person busted into the courtroom and all that nonsense too but figure it out later perhaps it will be explained yes
0: um but yeah uh other than that i i wanted to talk about this casting news only because i think it's kind of cool because i think it would be kind of good if it does turn out to be true uh ryan gosling it was a rumor on friday that he was joining margot robbie in the oceans 11 prequel and then later that day the hollywood reporter and variety actually confirmed that he is in talks uh i, I guess that means that they got along really well while making the Barbie movie together. Um there's not a lot of the there's board. a not yeah, yeah, not yeah a lot.
1: big big old pause button here. What there's a uh Ocean Eleven's prequel in the in the works here.
0: Oh yeah, all right. Let me throw more at you. Okay. Yeah, so please. it got yeah, it got,
1: it, I fucking I, love
0: the Oh ocean yeah, movie. we didn't we, we we didn't talk about this when it happened in May. So it, it got announced in May that Margot Robbie was gonna be in a prequel to ocean Eleven. Set the, uh she is producing it set in the 60s and in Europe um so and so far it's just her and Ryan Gosling is still in talks to join directed by Jay Roach though he directed uh all three Austin Powers movies he directed meet the parents and meet the Falkers but he also did like bombshell with her with her uh which is yeah, why it was great yeah and you know he directed her all the way to a Best Supporting Actress nomination so there's that um yeah but not much is known about the movie other than the setting and these two people are are in it um there's some speculation that either margot robbie and ron Gosling are just one of them they'll make them related to either to danny ocean and Dem- and, and, and and they're actually gonna make the, uh sandra bullock's character canon as well so like they could be related to both of them uh oh, the brother brother and sister um that's all speculation though but yeah there's nothing else known about the plot other than like set in the 60s and in europe but it sounds like it could be like a really cool um, idea. Cause I think doing like a bunch of sequels most likely wouldn't work, but I'm actually down with like a going back in time kind of pre thing with like this concept. I think it'd be like a really cool thing dude. to have them like gallivanting dude. through Europe and like making heists. It sounds fun. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, dude. I mean, it, it would give me like army of thieves vibes. Um, yeah. But like, just just because i fucking love oceans like the oceans movies are something like like they're easily like all three of them easily shawshank a top top five shawshankable movies for me on tv yeah. like if it's on i really have to watch it um if like Margot and ryan were like <clears throat> danny ocean's parents or like that'd
0: be really cool like
1: um, like, like so one was an uncle or an aunt, and the other was the husband. And then they, like you know, took him for a summer. Actually, no, it's a sixty, so he wouldn't have been alive yet. But like you know, yeah, that was the start. But like it's insinuated, or like that, this is where he learns all the stuff throughout his time, and it's not from his dad or his parents, or you know, I we don't know much about Danny's past or um that. And then like while they're on this trip, they fucking meet Rusty's. Uh, parent, some like one of Rusty's parents somehow, and they all become like a trio, <laughs> dude. Like, uh sh- sign me the fuck up, dude. I'm yeah, it, in a hundred percent on this.
0: And like, what is also kind of exciting is that you you have two stars so far, and there's more cast to build around them. I'm just like wondering, like, how many? I mean, I think that they both like, especially her. We were talking about that last week. How she has like a lot of respect like from producing her own stuff and getting, some, I think she could probably get a lot of people uh, involved in this if she really wanted to. I think a lot of people like working with her and I think she has a lot of respect in the industry. And then of course, like Ryan Gosling, like this isn't the, isn't the first time he's worked with like someone multiple times. Like he worked with uh, Emma Stone, like I think on three different occasions. Like when he has like a good re- working relationship with someone like that, he tries to maintain it. So I think that I just like the idea, and like someone else said, like depending on how they're playing off of each other, they might have like really good chemistry in this too. Like they probably like there's a lot of potential for this to be really good, and that's uh that's pretty exciting. I think because I actually no, you, like you, you, like you, I like all three. I, I even like Ocean's Eight. I don't like mine ocean's eight either i don't
1: think think i've seen ocean's eight in full but like my like i love quick cuts i love the banty wit the wit the wittiness of all the banter the personalities that like happen like that the 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 trope of like a heist movie where it's like you need like like four people like you know who all of special skills. i fucking love that i think that's just so funny because you know you can throw anyone into that role like, they don't have to look like that person. They can just be, like, a computer nerd and be a bodybuilder at the same time. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a bodybuilder, but he's also, like, well, like, you know, went to MIT and all this stuff. Like, that's, like, I love that stuff. So, um, yeah. definitely interesting because of the 60s. Um, in France, that it's like, a lot of good art, probably. A lot of good stuff.
0: A lot of potential theft. A lot, a lot of good theft that could happen. Yeah. We'll definitely keep a
1: watchful eye on that and keep you guys updated because that sounds so fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the last uh, things before we uh, get into your big moment, um, <laughs> I only, I'm, I'm, I'm only bringing this up because so many people were upset about it on Friday when they announced it, uh, but Paramount, Paramount Pictures is doing a spinoff of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, the the good news is that it's coming from the creators of Cobra Kai, and I, I don't know if you watched Cobra Kai, but uh-huh. Cobra, Kai, Cobra Kai has done a really good job of, like, Taking the Karate Kid branding and then like playing off of like the nostalgia for those of us who grew up with the Karate Kid, and also creating like a really good news story for like new people who weren't really that familiar with the Karate Kid. So that's the positive thing. I the I just don't think anyone really wants this. Like John John Hughes, uh, for for a lot of for a lot of people, he directed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Off, he did The Breakfast Club and Weird Science and. So many 80s movies that like defined in generation Pretty and Pink, 16 Candles. A lot of people think you can't touch his stuff. And that has been the case for like a lot of years where no one's really gone after it. Now, there's been stuff that's been like inspired by The Breakfast Club, but not like a full-on remake. Um, I guess the spin-off will involve uh it's it's gonna be called Sam and Victor's Day Off. And it involves the two valet drivers that take out uh, Cameron's Ferrari on the joyride in the original movie. Um, no, no no, talk about if anyone else... I mean, I, I, there won't be any Matthew Broderick, I doubt, Alan Ruck, uh, Jennifer Grey, who are all in the original. Um, but Paramount Pictures just said to be really excited about it because it is coming from the Cobra Kai guys. That's the only positive thing I can say. I don't think this needs a spinoff or remake or anything i love ferris bueller's day off uh it's probably one of the most probably a near perfect like 80s teen comedy uh and i i don't think this is necessary i just wish that this is one of those ideas that you're like god i wish like studios would get behind original ideas more instead of going into their offices and be like you know what we want to do a spin-off of ferris bueller's day off that's all i'm gonna say about it i mean i know i shouldn't judge it before i see it i just don't I don't think it's a good move, whatsoever. I mean,
1: they're not calling it a musical, so you already
0: already—it's already, already, already good. <laughs>
1: um, I will say, um, I fucking love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was a little bit obviously before my time because I wasn't alive, um, but still, like, it's still related to me, um, because like I don't like I don't I can't I'm, I honestly, guys, I'm gonna ask you this question: Can you can you imagine being in high school right now?
0: No, like in this <laughs> day, like no, day it's in high school. Like, it's so different. It's so different now. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know what I would do. I really don't. I, I would be yeah. in therapy five days a week. Um, uh, so it, it's, it too be, it's, <laughs> it's too much. It's, go, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. So I, I, when before you told me what the spinoff was actually about, I was actually kind of like, you know what, this might be good, because ferris bueller's day off um like emulate like not yeah emulated the 80s vibe of like high school and you know the city of chicago uh chicago yeah, city yeah. and they yeah, yeah. get chicago and like it was just it was just a fun concept of like but you know everyone you know it, it, this guy this you know he just he's everywhere you know he's ferris bueller you know just make sure he's okay um yeah. and you don't know why but he's you know done all this stuff so that movie but i think it would that concept would work for nowadays um with a social media and all that stuff i just think that that would have worked cool um to see how like someone skips class today because you literally can't miss like there's like yeah you can see it they would make make him
0: go they make him go viral somehow he'd be up on tiktok and instagram yeah there'll be that angle yeah
1: yeah, exactly. It would be like one of those like uh those like those horror horror, sh- horror movies where like kids try doing like more d- dangerous dares every single yeah. time. Um so yeah, it'd be really difficult to try and mirror that image. So I'm I'm if they're just ta- I I mean, I really don't care if they're just taking like side two characters cares. yeah, two side characters which it again really weird cuz those dudes are like old as fuck now. So, yeah, I yeah,
0: and, I imagine it would be like I don't I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I honestly, yeah. But also, I don't know. it's
1: like they weren't they were at dinner, they were at lunch, like when they stole the car. So like, how long could yeah. they have? How yeah, long can your day be? What, <laughs> what could they have possibly done? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have no idea, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. I re- I heard that today too. Um, so Barryman was doing that, but yeah, it, and I, it's I, like, it's like,
0: it's crazy too because like like you said, like you weren't it came out in 86 so like before your time but there's like a timeless quality to that movie yeah I think that a lot of those movies that came out then kind of have and John Hughes was just really good at like writing like like that he kind of even though he wasn't like a teenager when he was writing like The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off he everyone that worked with him then said that he just knew what like the youth of America at that time were like really, really wanting to see and how they were speaking to each other and like. Uh, he kind of was tapped into that and, and that's kind of hard, I think, To, I, I think that's why it's going to be hard to replicate, because like all this stuff is already so timeless that you don't even need a spinoff and you can watch that movie today and be like, oh, I can totally relate that, that movie is like every teenage kids like fantasy, like you just get, like, ditch school for a day and have that kind of adventure like it's like uh it's it's completely relatable and that's why i don't really think it needs a spinoff but um and also, also uh, there's
1: one other, one one other thing they they'll like you would never be able to replicate now um in with that movie is the parents how aloof they are
0: aloof yeah like they have no idea <laughs> like going, they're yeah. just like
1: ferris is such a nice boy like you wouldn't like there's no fucking way that they don't know what you're doing or somehow because you know, all of yeah. fuck me and so that was another, that's another thing they would be hard to So we'll move on, figure it out.
0: Yep. But all right. Now that uh, we've gotten that, some news, news out of the way, uh, my, myself, myself and Owen have already had our deep dive, uh, into movies that we really, uh, enjoy. And now that, uh, we're gonna to try to do this more often. I'm gonna to try to do it like once a month where we like switch off and pick a different movie. Um, uh, I started this off with uh, The Social Network. Owen did No Country for Old Men. And Jack told you all last week what his was gonna, was his was gonna be, but remind everyone what film yes. you are covering today. So the uh, uh, movie that we will
1: be doing a deep dive into is, uh, is a very, very, very Shawshank movie. In my mind. I mean, you have right. to watch this movie if it's on TV. It's fantastic. It's worth one of the OGs in the world. The man, the myth, the legend, Denzel Washington. It's Man on Fire, released in 2004, with Dakota Fanning, when she was like six.
0: <laughs> and acting and acting acting circles around Denzel Washington. Yeah. Or, or, holding, her, or holding her own against uh, Denzel Washington. I'll say that. I'm I don't say that she was bad. acting circles around him. Um yeah you know before you get into uh your thoughts and everything just like yes. a, few, a few things that like surprised me uh just looking up like how this movie did when it came out uh and how it was, re- was received when it came out one okay, i did give not me, know. Give,
1: give us the full rundown give us the re- yeah. full background so so
0: this like your... i will say i'll just give you a little tidbits uh this is directed by the late uh tony scott um it's based on the ni- 1980 novel of the same name um the novel I didn't know this had previously been adapted into a film in 1987, but uh, it, it wasn't successful. Um, the movie, despite having like a huge like fan, uh, like the audience loves Man on Fire. Like, like you can mention this movie to almost anyone, and they can tell you what are their favorite scenes, like why they why they enjoy it. Critics did not like it. They got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I at the time I actually thought people I thought it was well received by critics when it came out. I had no idea that it was, it was very rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but it still performed very well. Uh, it made $130 million worldwide against a production budget of 60 to $70 million. And it found an even bigger life once it came out on, uh, on home medias. And then of course, multiple airings across like cable and basic cable. I think since 2004, so many more people have seen Men on Fire a lot of people say and this is this is a hot take cuz he's done a lot of good movies a lot of people consider this their favorite Denzel Washington movie um i won't say that personally it's up there but um not not his best one to me but a lot of people name it as one of theirs and i think um just my thought quick thought on it I think this movie is a big like it's celebrated by a lot of his fans because it kind of almost falls in the the Training Day camp where this isn't really like the typical role that he always plays. I think I think watching him play against Type is fun because Denzel Washington is usually always like not so much the wholesome good guy, but he's usually like the hero in like the most like basic way possible usually. And then when he kind of like pivots from that, does something like Training Day, does something like this. It's exciting to see him like our American gangster as well. It's exciting to see him like not play the type, and I think that's why a lot of people enjoy it. It's also insanely violent, I think. I think that's why a lot of people also uh, enjoy it as well. It has some really good uh, action sequences. Tony Scott uh, was really good at crafting movies like this, he had an eye for these kind of action movies. Um, but yeah, those are just my quick thoughts on like you know, just being surprised that it was not as well received back then from critics but i guess yeah, like no, maybe I, may, maybe you'll explain too that maybe it's just not a critics movie and it was made for you know us <laughs>
1: instead yeah no i mean i'm I'm definitely gonna point on like point out that we'll point out that first um yeah the yeah, Ron tomatoes is like 32 percent and then the audience is 90 it's wild i would love to see the other movies that have such high discrepancies between audience and 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 you know uh and critics the critics uh, are I thought that was thought that was wild I never I never never I never would have thought like it's like oh yeah what let's see what man of fire on, on fire is on rotten tomatoes never would have guessed that if anything <laughs> at most which I get there's a lot like, there's a get uh, there's a lot that I would assume that critics don't like um but at most I thought it'd be like maybe a fifty but yeah they really didn't like this which was just sh- shocking yeah anywho so um the reason I picked this movie um, one, it's a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, two, I think that uh Denzel's one of my top five, easy. Yeah. Uh, three, the cinematography in this movie sits with me so much that I I'll, I just every scene is amazing. It's shot well. Um, it, it just sits with you. Four. Mexico City, like it was its own it was it was its own character in this movie, and it lent so much to the story. That's yeah. the city, the culture, the way it's constructed. Um, it's 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 just fantastic, and it's like, like that's the reason I want to go to Mexico City, just because of Man on Fire. Like, I would never want to go to the middle of Mexico, literally the middle of the country of Mexico, unless it was because I wanted to go to Mexico City because of this movie. Yeah. So um, there's that. Um and then the last uh, no last one I remind uh I always I would always say that if anything ever happened to like, you know, my family, God forbid, and my dad was the only survivor, this is exactly what would go down. Um that's like that's that's what I think about my dad. You know, I think he would he would do anything to to do that. Um, love you, Dad. Uh but yeah, no. <laughs> and then lastly, the song at the end, where it's like no decent yeah. um where he's like, it it's one of the best um end credit songs ever. I'll always tear up when I hear that. Um, so we can get into the whole entire thing now. So basically the story of it is that Denzel Washington is a down and out alcoholic ex-CIA assassin. You know, he, uh, you know, he he disrupted territories everywhere across the world. You know, he's just a bad, he wasn't a bad guy, but he was doing what America needed needed him to do. He was a soldier. Um, bounce around a few places and meets up with his mentor and probably partner, Christopher Walken, who, you know, retired, moves to Mexico as a white guy. And he like, you know, does something for the factories down there and they love him. And, you know, he exploits the system. He's rich as fuck. He's got a lot of connections. So he goes down there. He just sees his friends so decrepit, just being like, you know, you got to do something, John. And he even says like you got to get back out in life. Like, you know, there's stuff to do. Yeah. Um so he puts him as a bodyguard um uh protecting a a little girl, a little blonde girl uh who was played by Dakota other than Dakota Fanning. Uh her name is Lupita. Uh, uh, She's uh, awesome. A f- yeah.
0: Lupita. A 40-year-old in a little girl's body. <laughs> I don't seriously, know. Yeah. Dakota Dakota Fanning was like well beyond her years. The <laughs> like intelligence as- <laughs> in that little
1: cranny is insane. Yeah. Uh Movie very so very natural very natural. He's very sharp in it. Um, so he's just like, right, why am I doing this? It's you know whatever. It's like, well, because in Mexico, it's in Mexico City it's very prevalent for kids to be kidnapped, um, and extorted for the insurance policy that rich people take out in Mexico. So that's basically the premise yeah. of the story. Is he's tired on because he need they need the protection of the daughter and all this crap. Um, other characters in this movie are um, Mark damn, Anthony. Well, I'm yeah, <laughs> Mark Anthony. Was a Mark
0: Anthony, the father. Really good um, in the name, Mickey, by the way. What's up? i Really, good. I had no idea Mark Anthony could act until I saw oh, yeah, this. Neither. Yeah, and Very I was good. like, "Good job!" Yeah, I, I had oh, yeah. no idea that he. Until I watched, he's got, yeah. range, he's got range, man. Yeah, he's really good.
1: He's really good in it. Mickey Rourke plays the lawyer, the family lawyer. Um. And I definitely, when I first watched the movie, I didn't put two and two together. Like, that's Mickey Rourke from the fucking, the, the wrestler and all those other places. But, it's Sin um, City, yeah. Very, very, very uh, good uh, character. So basically what happens is without spoilers, wait, are we doing, is it spoilers? Yeah, we just pull in. You can spoil, yeah. yeah. You right, can, yeah I mean, so anyways, I, it came
0: out, it came out 2004, so I hope. definitely. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and, as you said, everyone should have watched it. So right, as you right. guys
1: all know. Um he's reluctant to do it at first, you know, bullshit. He's 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 drunk, you know, he's he's just trying to keep it together, like hold his life together. And the only little thing, the only thing that's you know, like after like a couple months of hanging out with this infectious little girl of just <laughs> happiness and just wants to be your friend, uh to yeah. go to fanning, he like starts to realize that he can live again, you know, like enjoy life, you know. Um, he says in the beginning of the movie to to uh Christopher Walken, it's like, Do you think God will forgive us for what we've done? Um, so he's definitely someone who would definitely weighs his thought his past weighs on him a lot. yeah, um he's not one of those mindless like, you know, sociopaths like he does feel remorse for what he's done in the past right. under the blanket of the flag, which he now knows is probably not the best thing. So he's just, you know, he doesn't really know he's no compass in life. he's just going through the motions. so basically, Lupita Apita uh, brings her like back to life. He cares about her. he like grows close to her. um, he kind of becomes like, a better father to her in that sense of that, like he encourages her to swim and be confident and like talks to her as an adult and lets her speak her mind. So, um, you can see that he actually like in a past life, he probably, if he, he definitely didn't have a daughter, but he could have been a great father too. Like he, 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 did all that. Um, so she ends up getting kidnapped and it turns out to be this whole conspiracy where the father was broke. So he needed the money from the insurance policy. Um, and the lawyer was in on it with the police who have the anti-kidnapping division. And there's a rogue, there's a reporter who is trying to expose it all. So she works with John, with John Creasy. That's his name in the movie, John Creasy. Um, and it just goes on from there. And he basically fucking goes scorch motherfucking earth on Mexico city. It's full full on vigilante, vigilante mode. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so, um, that's basically the whole entire story of it. You know, he gets her back on the end. Um, he passes away. I think, you know, he said, they says he do, but it's very, it's very cool that they do. They kind of end the story there. It's like, yeah, it's, d- it's done. Like, that's yeah, it. this is all you get. Um, which I thought was fantastic. Um, where, like just you're never going to get another man on fire kind of thing. Um, right. until they remake it in thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where yeah. do you want to go from? I can go. I can go a lot of different ways, but like you know, I've been. Ta- I hate talking in long stories. <clears throat> no, so I, you don't know, want to I, go with it. It was interesting it last night, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting what you just said about uh, how it wraps up. Um, I felt this way the first time I saw it, and in subsequent viewings, it's so it it ends the right way, right? Like in my heart, I, I know it ends the right way. But sometimes when I watch movies like this, you can like connect it with like the character because like it's it's nice to watch watch the character growth that he goes through uh from being around her and so like I know based on like who his character was and what he was doing like that would be like the most logical way for him to fall to like you know die a hero and all that stuff but like a part of me was just like I wish like we would know I wish he could have like survived that whole ordeal but I also know that that was the best possible ending that they uh could have for the film i'm pretty sure it's the same in the book as well i've never read the book before um i might have to pick but, up the book um you know what's interesting too because like you also talked about i agree with you about the cinematography and um and mesco city oh, oh like, right. like let, let, yeah let's get let's talk uh, about this then. yeah it looks like it's, own, it's so yeah, fresh it looks Even like now. It, it feels like it is its very own character they were going to set it in italy uh at first And then I guess by like the early 2000s, like kidnappings weren't that prevalent in Italy. So they were like, why would we set it here? And kidnappings were very prevalent in Mexico City. So they were like, okay, it makes more sense to like set the movie here because it feels more realistic to the the time and to the area. Um, So so a lot of the character names, a lot of the character names that were originally like kind of like Italian, they changed and made them uh, different nationalities and stuff like that as well. I think Mexico City was... I mean, Italy kind of looks beautiful as well in that film, but um, I, I don't agree with that.
1: Like, right, know, like, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't have, been, it wouldn't have city, been at all.
0: Yeah,
1: like, it's so beautiful because it's so old, but, like, it, it, it's, it, it's so gritty. It adds to it, the thing, like, you know, there's so many old people just, like, going about their day in there, but, like, they've seen some shit, and then there's the fucking cartels, and it and wasn't even, and, you know, just, like, there's the hustle and bustle of this city, that like you think like New York, New York you know New York City never sleeps like I can't imagine what the fuck goes on in New- in Mexico City at night and like yep. all that shit so um Eric, yeah. like, the grittiness of that city really lent to the whole story and facade of like
0: I agree it's, and, this, this I, is and I want to give day. a a shout out to uh the cinematographer his name is Paul Cameron he yeah, also I would, I would he, al- he also was a, a cinematographer on Collateral which also makes a lot of sense cuz that movie is uh a beautiful of piece favorites. of filmmaking as well yeah he also worked on uh he worked on westworld as well um but yeah that that alone i think the look of that movie uh is what really stands out now there are some critical reviews that like have criticized uh the look of man on fire and how like and that, yeah
1: and that's why i said earlier oh sorry i'll let you finish it, but that's why i said no earlier, yeah that's the critics that's going to be the critics issue Right is the cinematography, um, the weird cuts, the 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 thirty five mm They hated
0: that. There's a lot of pointing out, like yeah, and like for the type of movie Man on Fire is that direction. I think was the right direction. Like that's it, the kind of that's the kind of like you want to be put in the the headspace of like what's going on in that situation. And Tony Scott had uh, has done a lot of movies like that uh, when he was alive, and like his style a lot got criticized my critics for being like too quick and too this and that but like that's what this kind of movie needs um and i wouldn't expect anything else uh from, from a project like that yeah so no, like I, yeah about that yeah. it,
1: it it was it, it even like the the sound technician when or like the sound editing where they would like drop in like um dakota fanning's like voice screaming creasy like at certain times like even before she was kidnapped um like you're like why is this happening like and you're just like it lends so much to his psyche Yeah, to be like it's so it's just so quick and fragmented and then like sometimes he's you know copacetic and chill but like when when things hit the hit the haywire all of a sudden the editing of the film and the filters that you start getting crazier as well so you're kind of in that zone with him being like i'm switching the fucking the switch yeah i gotta gotta turn it up (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah dominating assassin mode right and Uh, i just think it's like that whole build-up of the of the swimming, the swim meet, and, like, her doing that thing, because she loved it so much, but her father wanted her to play piano. I think that was such a perfect build-up. And the last part where they're like, you know, do you know how to no. burp, and, like, you fuck around with that? Um, <laughs> but also, I gotta... How the piano teacher got, like, completely absolved throughout this whole entire investigation. Yeah.
0: I was, I that was ridiculous. Like, I was like, like, okay, yeah, 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 I agree with you wild wild like completely like overlooked did get,
1: yeah, he did not get any smoke at all so i digress yeah, on that
0: whatsoever yeah there's no I smoke was thinking, no smoke i was thinking that last night when i, watched, I was like nothing's. <laughs> i am like all right i guess everyone yeah,
1: can <laughs> yeah everyone can't die um, no, can die <coughs> so um, but then you know shit, shit it's a fan great action scenes um I don't know the 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 wife or the mother, but she was great. Um, I oh, Rha she, she...
0: Ra- Mitchell. She's like one of those actresses that's like, like when you see her, you're like oh yeah, she was in that. Like I, I feel like she's done a. She reminds me of, a little bit of like, not like the same look, but like Rose Byrne has that kind of thing in my book too. Where it's like she's in a lot of stuff, but like you don't really think of like Rose Byrne as like a household name yeah even even though if you were to look at roses roseburn's uh filmography you're like oh shit she's in bridesmaids she's in neighbors she was in x-men first class like you know she's a bunch of stuff but like i think like she's but you're right you're right she's she's uh very good in the movie i thought i I thought I I i thought i thought they were perfectly cast too i thought like like we talked about mark anthony i thought she was perfectly cast uh of course dakota fanning uh, Christopher Walken is—I mean, he's Christopher Walken. Although Marlon uh, Brand—Marlon Brando got offered that part first, but he was really, really sick and uh couldn't do it. Also, random—uh, Robert De Niro was actually offered uh Denzel's part before Denzel was offered it. And I'm trying to think, see, like I'm, in 2004, I'm, I'm, in 2004,
1: would that work? <laughs> no, I don't know. Not even in 2004. I just don't think it would have worked with a white guy.
0: Yeah. You know what? I think that's I think that's interesting
1: too. I, was, was black in like, and it that that's what lends to the city of because he was black. There's not a lot of black people. He he, he is black. He's not was he is black. Um yeah. And in the city of white people and brown and light and Mexican people, like, and he just like blended right in, and the hustle and bustle of the city just kind of blended him in. Um And I always yeah. thought that, too, it's like, man, this black dude just walking around, like black dude in shade just walking around and no one saying a fucking thing about it. But if it was a yeah. white guy in his glasses and doing all this stuff, it might be like a little bit more suspicious in my mind.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on that, too. And I didn't even like really think about that until you said it. I also think the dynamic between uh, him and the kind of I, Fanning would have changed a lot. It, I don't think it would have, like, I don't think it would, like, hit as well. If it's Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning, I think like, like you said, him being black. And then also, it's just like the optics in, in a good way, work, work for that movie. I think
1: like, no, I, yeah. I, it's like the trope of like, you know, the, the you know, the big, I'm not calling African-American. Right. I, bears, I like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the big bear. Well, actually, no, fuck you guys. Cause they, she says he's a big, sad teddy bear in the movie. The bear, yeah. Yeah, so the the big sad teddy bear taking care of the little um deer in this right, right. analogy it works because like that shouldn't work but like all of a sudden it does so it's it, it makes right. it like way more like it really does kind of sit in it's like Dakota's Dakota fanning's character is really pushing the light back into his yeah. life yeah with him so.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny it, that this move this movie almost plays like a gritty a gritty version of like the Grinch is like She's Cindy Lou Who, and then he, and he's the Grinch, and she just makes his heart grow. <laughs> Flip that. Flip that. Flip that.
1: That's awesome. I, we just... Not, we well, just while I was it watching it,
0: to, the Grinch. Tell the Grinch stole Christmas. You know that's the it, same, it, wait, same it vibe, a, though. is it a Christmas movie now? Can we dub it a Christmas oh, movie? Oh, can it be a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. But that's the vibe I was uh, getting. Um, I was like, yeah, he gets like... He's, awesome. a, he's all He's all like gruff in the beginning until he meets her, and then he's like, all yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I can like feel again and carry it, and like same thing, you know. So, with, um, with a lot of violence, though, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, it gets really good when we're introduced to the detective, um, played by Giancarlo g That's ooh. a hard name, uh,
0: Giancarlo Gian
1: Gianni. He's got on- an L or an I, uh, an L and wait, in Carlo g- jalan yeah, whatever. Oh, g- Gian- uh, Gianni. 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 Gianni, right, we're going to go with Gianni. <laughs> go with Gianni. Um, it gets really interesting when his character comes into play. His character is a, I think it's more internal affairs type, um, judiciary cop where he investigates kidnappers, but also is wholly aware of the corruption within the police system. So he like in in Mexico City, um, so yeah. he investigates them as well. So yeah. basically. It's 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 found out throughout the the movie, the course of the movie, that La Hermandad call uh or the brother, aka the Brotherhood, is yeah. behind yeah. this just gaggle of of kidnappings. It's all it's, it's seriously it's a it's a business to these guys. It's not nothing personal. Right. They're not like trying to. It's a business. They're getting money out of it. Um, everyone's corrupt. So there's this guy, uh, Gian whatever the fuck his name is. I'm gonna say <laughs> is, is Miguel. Okay, I so we get Miguel. Miguel <laughs> Detective In Miguel. Movie. In the movie, Detective Miguel. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just like this guy. He's you know this he, he knows what's going on. He's he's one of those cops that like uh turns the blind eye to all the bullshit. And all the, the yeah, yeah. Time. But like, is so smart and witty and plays the game the right way that no one will ever fuck with them. Yeah. Um, so he's in a good spot to do this. And then he is in cahoots with this reporter, who through all the kidnappings and whatnot that go on in Mexico City, comes to meet uh John Creasy Denzel Washington's character, and they meet together and it basically is the idea of that a reporter and a police officer can't go places that um denzel Washington's character can go, and in Mexico city like they you need to go to places that they that that are just impossible to go unless you force your way in or you're some type exactly. of you're some type of way yeah. um so like normally you'd be like. This is like, you know, you can't do that. Like, you know, a cop can't do that and a reporter can't do that and, you know, all this nonsense. But back to Mexico City lending itself as a character and a driving plot point. This reporter knows it's fucking bullshit. This detective knows it's bullshit and they just have to come, they come to the realization. It's like, you know what? I think this is the best course of action is letting a fucking vigil, uh, an ex-CIA assassin just run rampant through uh, Mexico City doing whatever the fuck he wants because you know what, the end justifies the means. And right. in Mexico, I mean, I'm not from Mexico, I don't know the political we, we all you can all assume yeah, the right. political influence in all of Mexico, but the end justifies the means. And if it means that I get a like less you know, killers and cartel members out of the way, uh, let's yeah, do it. Let's, and, yeah, you t- and, you, and you get and more to you, and you get to save a girl in the process, or like two, yeah. actually, you save, like, two girls, actually, right? Um, so uh, it gets really good from there because then Christopher Walken is also in the underground of the world, so he like gets like that scene where he picks up all the guns. He's just like fucking, and then all of a sudden he like, picks up a rocket launcher. You're like a legit like an RPG. We're like, what? Oh, <laughs> there you go. This is about this is about to That's go. That's hilarious. Down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, what he does after he recovers after the the kidnapping, he gets shot a couple times. Um. He gets moved from hospital to hospital because corrupt people are trying to get at him. Um and just you know kill it put it to bed, yeah. Um, oh I'm forgetting a huge plot point. of uh, the whole entire thing, the money exchange for the pizza the girl got fucked up, and because uh the mob boss's cousin was killed during the the drop, uh you know he said he killed her, so the yep. whole entire like dramatic thing like you know he
0: Denzel yeah. Washington that, it's that an is angel. a huge,
1: huge plot point. That's a huge point. Yeah, huge plot point. Um, so Denzel Washington is is the angel of revenge right now, you know. Right. Um, he's just like fuck it. And he even says and it's like revenge is a dish, best served cold. And you're like, okay. Yeah, you get into it. So we get the heavy stuff when the first dude he kills, he uh duct tapes his hands to a steering wheel That's my one shot. by one, chops his <laughs> fingers off and cauterizes it with a cigarette lighter back when he cigarette lighters in cars. And you know, you just Goes through the whole entire thing. Yeah. You know, but who's this? Who's that? Fucking just sends him off a goddamn cliff and just kaplow. Uh, yeah. Figures out who's the next on the list. Turns out it's like the head of the anti kidnapping division of the judiciary police in Mexico. Of course it is. Because, you know, why wouldn't it be? Why not? <laughs> uh, the guy apparently who orchestrated the fact that uh, the money drop got fucked up. So he gets fucked up next. By having C4 jammed up his ass. <laughs> and, like, and and when I say, like, oh, no, they weren't, like, underground. Or like <laughs> they were literally in broad
0: day public. Daylight. daylight. I, that's, the be-
1: like, that's the best thing like, about like, it. Like, <laughs> like, 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 no, not a tunnel. Like, there's nothing. Like, you, like, if anyone, like, wanted to roll up and be like, hey, what's up, guys? It literally would have been, like, the easiest yeah. thing to do. So... Like again, Mexico City, just built different. Do not care. Like see no evil, speak no evil. Like Yeah. So that was wild. And um I think this is one of the best instances of editing in the movie where um they don't need subtitles a lot. Like yeah. like maybe for some Spanishes, obviously. But like they for some reason put in subtitles for like important sentences or like certain yeah. Uh, a few movies like, do that, yeah. Phrases where it's just yeah, like in John Wick, for example, where they right, did it right. randomly there. Um, but I just think it lent so much to this time because it was just like every instance he was every instance and when he was killing somebody, they were all just saying, I'm just a professional. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah, I am yeah. a professional the business. And it's just crazy to think. I mean, it's not crazy to think these guys are delusional, anyways, for being criminals, um uh, right. this degree, but um, like again, like I said, they think it, it's just a business to them. This isn't personal. They just take business in the kidnapping of people. Yeah, no. wild. Um, they have nothing against.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no know,
1: disregard for it. Um. So he just, you know, he taps like I'm. I'm just a professional. I'm just a professional. I'm just a professional. And it's funny too because he's talking about himself too. Because I'm a fucking professional. Really professional yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
1: uh, you're screwed. So does that yeah. wild? Um. Wild uh, scene just fucking just blows his ass up literally. Yep. I'm not like no like no pun intended. Literally blows his ass up with C four and walks yep. away. And you get one of, like the one coolest of the best shots scenes. ever.
0: Yeah, that shot is like one of the coolest so movie cool. poster scenes ever. Yeah, yeah like
1: it, it, <laughs> it's money. Yeah. Um. And this actually, I, I I waited to talk about this part in the movie because I think it's better connected when you just talk about it all as once. Yeah. So when he first got in there, he was really struggling with himself. So essentially, he tried to kill himself at night one night. He got drunk and and pulled the trigger and killed himself. Um, the bullet didn't fire; it was a misfire. Then, and if you know anything about guns and bullets, uh, a firing pin when you pull the trigger, a small little pin goes into a little dot in a bullet, which starts the incendiary, which lights the the gunpowder, which sends the bullet out through trajectory. So, right. pin hit the pin hit the that the dot, it didn't go off. So it's like this whole like, what the fuck? So he calls Christopher walking in the middle of the night and is like, you know, you ever had like see, he, he's just in he has no idea what he's like, I should be dead right now. Um, <laughs> and the first thing he sees after talking to his friend, where he's like, you know, like you know, a bullet tells the truth, he sees Lupita. Um, so there's like this like little connection of like, you know, I'm here for Lupita. So he uh, sees yeah. that bullet. That bullet because now he's like, I'm going to use this bullet on the person who either set it in motion or profited or anything from it. Actually, fuck, there's like two scenes that I keep I keep forgetting about the scene. So I'll go to this one and then I'll go back to the one I'm just I just thought of Um, during the course of the blowing up the dude's ass um, with C4. He actually explains the conspiracy to him that it was the lawyer and the father who set up the whole kidnapping ordeal. So he goes to the fucking house again and just like confronts him. Everything tells the wife and she's just like, you know, whatever. And she yeah. just goes um, like straight face, like kill him or I will. Yeah, I
0: love that. So good.
1: <laughs> and now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's just amazing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get back to that. There's another scene with that. But uh, yeah, so basically it was really cool. He takes the bullet that I was in. He holds he keeps uh, Peter's notebook around all the time with him takes that bullet out, empties all the bullets, gives him the gun, and is like, you know, bullet always told the truth. You know, bullet hold no lies, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, Mark Anthony ends up killing himself because of the shame. Yep. Um. Now, to go back to the scene I was thought of while I was talking about this was that when he originally picked up the notebook from her room um, and the wife asked, like, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm just going to kill them all. Like, yeah. when she goes, like, she agrees and just goes, kill them all. I was like, this is awesome. Like, she gives him a kiss on well, the cheek, like, I give you my blessing, like, yeah. sports the fucking
0: earth. The, the cool thing about that is because, like, I think, like, in other movies, like, the, a character like her, would kind of, I want to see that would make her, like, emotional and frantic, and that would just be her, like, purpose. Uh, but I like that there's no, like, thought of, like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do this. maybe I, I don't want, like, you know, more violence just creates more like no, it's like do whatever you need to do. Like, no hesitation whatsoever. And I yeah. But and I yeah, you know, I think that goes back to the point of like what some critics hated and then what we all loved. All, uh, the other than the cinematography, they point out the fact that they they hate how the second half gets so violent. Uh this guy, this guy, Paul Davies, said he thinks the critical reception in the states was less than kind because critics did not like the vigilantism that crazy uses and he argued that most critics missed the point that that character does the character does not take sadistic pleasure in killing anyone he's not like it's just something that he has to do to get point a to point b this isn't about him like relishing in it and i he's like i think that's what critics miss they they make it seem like he's getting all this like enjoyment from it and it's not it's that he was like they completely missed the mark on their criticisms of like the violence and like what the second half of the movie like if you read like a few critical reviews uh they all talk about how the movie starts strong and then they think it goes off the rails in its second half because it just becomes like you know violent like action movie but really that's not all it is if that if that if if it was only that i mean i guess you can enjoy it on that level like, oh this is like Fucking awesome! Watching him do all this, you you could, but there there's way more going on in the narrative, and than just like it being like violent for the sake of being violent. And yeah, I no, for sure.
1: And, and and I think that like that's why Mexico City was a perfect because you like you had to like dude cartels don't fuck around. Like, what are you gonna fucking like go at them like normally like so. No. You had to do the absolute extreme. Now, would we, would me and you both argue that a rocket launcher in the middle of a busy busy intersection um, was necessary? probably. Probably not. But at the same time, was it fucking dope? Yeah. And then just, again, Mexico City. The dude went into the car, got the guy, drove off, and no one said a fucking word. They were just like, okay, this just fucking happened. Right. So... I think the credits at the time, I don't think America was at as aware of how ruthless an actual cartel can do and like how blatantly, uh, how blatantly disregard, dis, how they blatantly disregard safety of like, of just citizens and in the, in the case of whatever they need to do. Um, right. No, I think it just wasn't as prevalent. I mean, everyone, everyone knows, you know, cartels are dangerous, right. but like it didn't really publicize until for
0: maybe a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but well, who doesn't who doesn't like seeing someone get their comeuppance though? So, like that's what's weird to me about like the way they viewed it. Like
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, like... he's go- he's, a, he's a man on revenge, a man on fire, bro. Like I don't understand like why you'd hate that. Yeah, I don't and, get like, it either. He did it in cool ways. Like he, he was he was interesting about it and he had a per He obviously like, we just, you know, made fun of the project launcher, but it there's a there's a there's a line in the movie where the reporter says the dude is more protected than the president of Mexico. So it's like, okay, yeah. how are you going to get past that? Rocket launcher. Simple. Yep. There you go. Like, there you go. Rocket launcher. Um, yeah. Like, and then, obviously, like, you didn't have to shove C4 up some dude's ass, but, like, it got the point across. Got the pro- <laughs> five minutes and, like, get it through. We need something cool. I wish um, we had more time. <laughs> I wish, yeah. I <laughs> yeah.
0: wish, <laughs> you, I wish you had...
1: More, more time, time. yeah i no, fantastic
0: there's a, there's a, there's a Washington, like that was a great delivery dude did they watch it? yeah yeah um and then
1: when it gets to like the whole like la voice and uh like you know the whole brother thing it, it does it's not like crazy like you know like yeah. from the beginning you never you never see the dude's face the the bad guy the the, the ultimate bad guy's face right um and it's meant to do that because it's not just one guy. It's a fucking network of people. So he has to go through a lot of people and go to different barrios and, and go to different settings in Mexico city to get what he wants. And dude, like the, and it just, it, it, it just shows you like when the fuck in the club scene where he like fucking just sets everything on fire. And nope. he's just killing both those dudes. Like one dude's from New Jersey originally. He's just <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing in this thing now? Like, what are you, like, how'd you get into that? Like, I'd love to know how you got into this whole racket. Um, But he's just a man on a mission, and it's just a good fucking movie. Where sit down at any point in it and be like, I could watch this for 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 the editing, for the music, for the acting, for the actors in it, or just the general just story. It's it's such a good movie to watch, and I just it's one of those things where it's like just again, gotta shout out my dad. It's like if fucking something happened, I just it's exactly sports. You might do same thing. Yeah. Sports search, motherfucker. It's gonna happen. Watch out. But uh, it, it's it's and then you gotta. Obviously, I think we just need to dedicate a little time just to go to Fanning because she was yeah. really in the. She was really only in the movie for half the movie, but she was like spectacular.
0: Yeah, you know, at the time this came out, right? So Dakota Fanning's first movie. Uh, she she was seventy years old when she did I Am Sam. That was in two thousand one, and she kind of came into this industry like right away, like almost as like, i I, don't, I guess a child prodigy of like acting. Like like she really like, and I Am Sam like she holds her own with Sean Sean Penn and Michelle Pfeiffer, and then Ooh. and then she does Man on Fire and like holds her own, and like you said, only in the movie for you know that length of time, but. And she has to do a lot for for that. I mean, it's the bond works because of both of them, but she has to do a lot in a relatively short amount of time to like make you care about that union as well. And I think her performance is extremely important. And the the, the thing about her too is that she has continued like she hasn't really lost her acting streak at all. Like she has been good since she was seven years old. And I I it's just crazy watching. Her something like this like we've all seen child stars whatever right and like young kids who act I always felt that her like you could easily be precocious and annoying and I don't think she ever came off that way she just had like this experience that was well beyond how old she was and you know in the early part of her career she was like I said working with Sean Penn and Michelle Pfeiffer she was in hide and seek with Robert De Niro like she's in movies with all these like heavyweights you know in this with Denzel Washington. And I don't think, I, I wonder at that age, if she even like felt intimidated or if it was just like, you know, this is my job and this is what I'm here to do. Like, you don't, you really don't really get a sense that this girl like, was ever nervous about sharing the screen with any of these people. Yeah, no, definitely
1: not. Um, she's always great in whatever she does. Um, but uh in this movie specifically like i think it's uh at least uh, a an testament a testament to the writing of it too because yep. she executes all of the all the little things that like make you love this little girl like yeah. from the moment like the moment she's introduced when she's playing the piano and like runs over and her name is Pita like Pita like how do you not love Pita um <laughs> she introduces in spanish but like, you know, Americanized Spanish, um, no accent, but it's like, okay, she is like super polite. And then yeah. she goes throughout the whole house and she like names every single one of the, the the workers in the house by name, says hi to them. So you get the sense that this girl is just genuinely nice. She's really, this little girl just like likes to be alive and is super happy. Right. And then she sits down with him like, and he's like, so have you been, have <laughs> been any children before? And you're like, oh, <laughs> this girl's like really smart and it it catches off guard um because one he's never dealt with children but like i think it'd catch anyone off guard this girl who's so intuitive uh at such a young age to ask certain questions um and then it it kind of kind of unfolds from there where it's like stop bothering me in the car yeah or you know i'm not your plaything, but like it's the little things where it's like when he when you first kind of realize someone's following him in a car, and he asks Lupita for a pen, a pencil, yeah. she knows what he's doing because she's right. so aware of the fact that you know he, the why he's there in the first place because you know Please. kidnappings, right? And as soon as he gets out of the car to hand back his his, his the pencil he borrowed from her, she already pulls one out too. He's like, I have one, I had one too, I have an extra, and he yep. you, you can look at him. Obviously, it's very subtle, but it's just like, hmm. yeah, Girls, yeah. You know, this, this girl's uh this girl's not you know she's not all
0: yeah all, she's she's all right she's all right yeah exactly yeah she's all <laughs> right
1: She's all right she's with um it. yeah yeah and then the swimming kind of whole, month whole entire swimming dynamic where you know they're going through like laps back and forth it it's like just this some of the clicks where he's like I know I can do, i know how to teach her how to do this like I don't know much but I know yeah. how to do this and train well because you know it's all one learned how to do is train, and right. ends up like the 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 nail in the coffin is when he's at the swim meet with the with the with the, and the nun is she's like today you are her father, and he's like that's where it becomes like really real because she wins she runs up to him and the whole thing yeah. you're just like, damn this relationship is really good yeah and I really enjoy it. And I feel good for Creasy because like you see. How like they're eating dinner together, and she's asking about like concubines, and he's like, "Oh, well, uh, <laughs> what's a concubine?" I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's in my textbook. It's like, oh, okay. Yo, let me check that out for a second. So yeah. she nails all of those interactions, and I'm not praising just Denzel Washington; he's the main character, but but that he that character development has not that goes nowhere without her infectious, yeah,
0: infectious attitude towards her acting style in this movie well, it, it's
1: fantastic your performance and, is fantastic, and that's
0: why like the the la- like that's why the second half of the movie works so well because they've built up this relationship that you care about and you feel like the change in him right and then that's why all the stuff that he does to avenge her is so significant and why it works that's why it's not just violent for the sake of being violent like they yeah, they've built like, up you- they built up this whole narrative be- before any of this stuff happened and like that's why the back end of the movie works well too because like now you feel, you feel for them as characters and so now you want you do want to see him like her and like all that like i don't know yeah you're right i it is a credit to Denzel Washington who is you know was the veteran of the two at the time but like it's also her like you said being completely likable in that role and not precocious. I think that's important because like, you can be like annoyingly cute. And I don't really think she slips into that. And, no, I think because, it's important. Um, and then it leads into
1: the score or the music onto it. I just think that, you know, the, the mix of, of like, kind of like have met metal with, <laughs> with, with Spanish ballads, ballads um, really just worked well throughout the whole entire thing um there's a little bit of like you know spiritual kind of tones in it to it too so it just lends to the whole like every scene has this like different sound but it all works together like so well like that one night where they're discussing what where the parrot why why he let the parrot go and she's like, good night. And all of a sudden, it's like this beautiful Spanish song where she's like playing with her bear and she like jumps into bed like every other little girl in the world should yeah. jump into bed, like happy with her teddy bear. And like that kind of represents like how she feels safe in her house with precie yes. there. Um, yeah. So like just like you wouldn't get that without the music and the feeling of like she just talked to her bodyguard who she is now named this teddy bear after she sleeps with so She feels very safe. And, and like those yeah. scenes add so much to the overall emotional weight of like scorched earth, motherfucker. Scorched yep. earth. That's, exactly. That's
0: um, well, you know who whose opinion really matters, uh, who really actually loved it, was uh, A.J. Quinnell, who actually wrote the book. He said that a lot of screenwriters like to leave their mark on stuff that he has written. And he said that um, the screenwriter, in this case, uh, Brian Hagelin, used a lot of his lines from the book and the movie, and that he was very happy with the job they did. He loved the chemistry between Denzel Washington and Dakota Fanning. He was at first concerned when they cast Denzel Washington, because that's not the character in the book. It's not a black guy. But he said that he was, uh, like, immediately forgot all that once he watched it, because he thought he was perfect. In the role and he said like out of a lot of things that uh, a lot of his work that people have tried to adapt he usually doesn't like but he actually did like what they did with man on fire, so I think that's important that the author of the book really enjoyed the movie as well. Because they can be. hard and, to <laughs> No
1: yeah seriously, but I think. Um, not to digress off of man of fire, but it kind of leads back to your point where we were talking to you about before in the first half of this episode where like original ideas. No. This was a book. Do you know how many fucking books there are in the world that have like good stories that you can just do? You don't need to make sequels. You can just make a book thing, you know. I have no. the three series behind me that we could easily make a movie. And I think you'd like them too. Like the movies would be dope. Um, but yeah, just I think people are the studio's getting lazy, but books books are the way books are the way to get to a movie for sure. Um anyway. Right. Um, that's really good that um, I I think I gotta read the book now. Fuck, oh, I don't
0: know what Amazon right now. Uh, you know what's crazy to, to think about? Um, I mean, as we kind of wrap things up, I was thinking this came out in This came out in two thousand four. Um, the box office climate has changed so much Eight since then. Eighteen years ago. Fuck me. I'm I'm wondering Jesus. if like if if this movie came out today, would it have been as successful given the way given the way the industry is now with the box office and like streaming like would a studio even attempted to release it like theatrically or if would have like like i wonder what they would have done Ooh, yeah <laughs> yes. <you> find something? <laughs> yes. please tell me this is true what is it
1: <laughs> oh yes um it's a it's a series oh is it <laughs> Books, of, yeah, it's a five book series. Yes, oh, I'm. i nice. reading all of these. Let's go. And oh, it's fantastic. Jack, Jack, Let's it's go. Found his new activity. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm so excited right now. Sweet. All right. Yeah. No. Sorry. Before you, I cut you off, of my excitement. What was up? What's up? No. What I
0: I was just wondering, like, because this came out in 2004, and, and like it was a different box office climate then. I just wonder if this came out today, if it would have been as successful, like. Theatrically, or if there would have been a push to like, oh, let's like sell it to a streaming service, or if they would have like tried as hard to like give it a theatrical push, um, if it came out today, because huh. these are because this is a, this is an action movie that is geared more toward like adults, right? This isn't like it's not really made for young people. Uh, the idea, especially now, is that like there's certain demos that are going to the movies, young people, and certain demos that aren't. So I'm just wondering, like, if since this, this is more of like an adult. Driven action movie, if it would have been as successful, you know, in 2022 compared to like
1: 2004,
0: mm. um, you know, I think it
1: kind of, I think because I like the point I said earlier about the, I think America not knowing the severity of cartels 18 years ago, um. Yeah. I think it would have diluted away from the story. Now, <clears throat> um, think Sicario. You know? Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, that's, like, that's, that's a that's a that's, that, a, that's a good that,
0: comparison. Yeah, yeah,
1: that would be. It would be, yeah, you know, like the fantasticism of like having eighty bodies in a, in a fucking Texas flat house. Right. Um, DEA came in. You know, it's. I think it would have been too much. For now, right. because of all the, you know, to make it believable, you know, you'd have to have like the DEA involved. And it's like, you know, people point yeah. out, it's like, where are the authorities in all this? or you know, something like that, where they're complaining. Um, so I think 2004, like right around their time where everyone was like, hey, man, the first going to 2004, 2005, 2006. Great years. <laughs> yeah. Great years. Right before the economy crashed 2008. Great. <laughs> couple years, a great couple of years there okay um so no one was questioning anything about that but uh you know there was none of that nonsense um i don't know if it would do as well now cuz i don't it'd be hard i can't think of like a child act child actor that would be obviously like dakota fanning wasn't fucking known but like if i had to pick a child actor it'd be like okay you know like there's always yeah. one there's always yeah. one like, there's always like one for like that for a couple of years, you know. Maca- example being like Macaulay Culkin, you know, right. like, 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 so I don't think there was any like, like Millie Bobby Brown, that would be it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It would be something yeah. like that. Um,
0: I can't think of anyone but him any, doing any, it any though. Any I can't think of anyone him, yeah. I can't think of anyone but Dizel doing it though. That's weird. I can't replace him with anyone else, like, currently, I can see like, doing it. Yeah, but okay. Like, well, what about another black actor, though?
1: Another black because, actor, like, um, like I get Idris Elba. No, but... yeah.
0: I mean, if if if, if 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 are we recasting or remaking in this in this? talk? I guess I guess in this talk, like, if it was released today, we I guess we we're like recasting it, like, because we can't okay, use the, the 2000... it same same everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, like Idris Elba is the only guy I can think of. Maybe that you actually know,
1: a... I you know what? Then this is not. Have you ever seen Letter to the King?
0: No. With nope.
1: Chadwick Boseman. No, no. Wo- all right, that watch that tonight. It's an hour and twenty nine minutes. It's fucking fantastic. That's my answer. If he if, rest in peace, to, your, the, peace. To, to to the to the King, um, Chadwick Boseman, Uh he would have been surefire for this role. Right. And I tell you that because you gotta need to watch Man on Fire. Fo- uh, you need to watch A Letter to the King. It's on Netflix. Like. It's a Netflix produced one. It is fantastic. And it's kind of like the same, you know, angel of revenge type thing, but right. it's so fucking good.
0: And I said uh, a black actor only because of what we said earlier about because I think if it was oh, yeah. Hall, if it was John Hall and Millie Bobby Brown, it'd be the same, like, okay, well, I guess it's like a it's still
1: I mean well, he's a good did, actor, of course, it,
0: right? It did
1: work in 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 uh Southpaw, where you know father and daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little different, little different. Um, but yeah, no, definitely keeping it a black guy. I'd say Chadwick Boseman. Unfortunately, you know, rest in peace to the king again. I just like saying that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he would be fantastic for the role. On top of that, I can see. I don't want to mess his name up, but uh, yeah, 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 yaha.
0: Oh uh uh Candyman and uh right. Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I can see him doing it. He's uh <laughs> he has range from you know HBO uh watchmen. You know, he's got yeah, he's yeah. got range. Too. I can
0: see I can see that too actually. Um not a bad, not a bad switch. Yeah, I I think
1: um Idris elba no, nah, I think I think it's a
0: presence though.
1: He has a presence, but like I've seen him in too many like down and out, like old men roles, like uh, like Street Cowboys on Netflix. Again, if you saw that, you know, it's like he's the old, you know, older wise guy and 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 stuff. Uh, I don't think him, but he would work obviously. You know, he's a he's a really good him. actor, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic, yeah. Um, for, the,
0: for the kid, I can only think of Billy Bobby Brown, and I maybe that's because. I don't follow a lot of kid kid actors and actresses. You know, <laughs> I'm not really. I should be. I should know more. But like, when, when you brought up the whole kid actor thing. I was like, oh, someone from Stranger Things. And then you said her name, and I was like, yeah, that's the only person I can think of currently. And she if she's too old, kind of for the part, is she at this point? Yeah,
1: she's way. I mean, is she can yeah, yeah. make it work. Yeah, You could make it work, but it would be like totally worse because she'd be eighteen and not nice to her bodyguard. She'd be a bitch because she's eighteen or like you know sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not she-
0: um, fuck. Well, I mean,
1: good article for you to write for Joe Blow in your yeah. spare time.
0: I know, just like uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's recast Men on Fire. And, or why can't I think no, of? No, no, ch- like ch- why can who, I think who who any child, child actors? actors?
1: Yeah, who is the ch- <laughs> who is the child actor of, of like this decade? Right who now, is the time. yeah besides Billy really
0: Bobby Brown? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um But yeah, no. To wrap it up, I guess with uh, the the overall um deep dive into Man on Fire, I just think it's a uh, it's it's Shawshankable. Like, put the stamp on it, Shawshankable <laughs> movie. Um, one of Denzel's absolute best performances, in my opinion. Um, just overall fucking good movie. I can't. There's yeah. not much more I can say. I've said everything I need to say about this movie. And I might oh, watch and-
0: it yeah it's it,
1: holds,
0: so it holds up really well too like you said it came out 18 years ago uh which makes me feel old um but it yeah it holds up really well still um and i what i liked about this choice uh because i think like i mean the two movies that uh owen and i picked like we liked them but like of course like social network was like nominated for oscars no country for old man nominated for oscars right so with Men on fire you have more of like an audience movie rather i mean of course the audience also liked those two movies too but this is a pure yeah. like audience movie like this is like not was not made for like you know 70 year old movie critics apparently that were reviewing it that weekend um yeah so so that's why i also think it was an important choice i'm like like i'm glad you picked this one just because it like it just shows that there's so many different types of films out there for different tastes and Everything doesn't have to be like prestige for you to like find value in it. Oh, and gosh, enjoy I fucking it. love. I mean, I'm
1: not, we're not saying the Man of Fire is a shitty movie, but I love. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, so, no. no there, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just, making the comments. Like, I, I like a lot more movies than people like think I lead on. Like, I do. I'm a big nitpicker, but I love like a lot of shitty movies. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I just like every time I think of like movies in the sense of like, what movie do I really want to talk about? Uh, it's always the movies that, uh, that strike a personal chord with me. And as I've mentioned throughout this whole entire thing, it's, uh, this movie reminds me of my dad. Uh, he's the man, but, uh, I think I've said before too that he, uh, I think I compared him to Denzel Washington in a previous episode of some sort. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just want to do that. Uh, still movie. Everyone should watch it. It's on Peacock for free. Peacock's not free, but the movie is on there for free once you have Peacock. Um... But yeah, yeah re- shout out to you re- re- for for uh, for choosing on. Definitely uh, um, revisit
0: it for sure. Um, it's it's a very easy and you know it's 146 minutes, but I never really felt. I don't feel the runtime. It, it it moves it moves pretty quick, despite yeah. how long so it I, is. I watched
1: <laughs> I watched it on Saturday night, pretty drunk at like two o'clock. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep during the second half. So last night I watched it and i read a book through the first half with the subtitles on and when we got to the action part right. turned that on to the right book off. down it was perfect it was like all right got all everything right. in tonight so yeah. uh yeah it, it's a great movie excited uh happy that gays got to take the back the packaging off his blu-ray and yeah, awesome. Did. it also that took
0: forever cool. it took forever for me to find it in the row of it was not there's no order to this anymore it used to be an alphabetical order it's not anymore no, uh there's just they're, too they're, many they're, they're,
1: they're, we need an intern.
0: So I had to like quick scan like five different times to find it, but I eventually did. Um, and, an for that. and honestly, uh, we mentioned this last week uh, just to show how like people were like really into that chemistry, the, just like the familial chemistry between Denzel Washington and Dakota Fanning. I mentioned it last week, but I wanted to mention it in the episode. Like Antoine Fuqua is directing The Equalizer 3 and I guess he's talking to Denzel about, like, all right, who should be, like, the girl? And they, they there was a girl in the movie. They have not really given out plot points, but, like, who should be the girl? And then Antoine Foucault, I guess, was thinking, he's was like, should we, like, see what Dakota Fanning's doing? And then Denzel was like, yeah, it's been a while since i worked with her. Let's see what she's doing. And they reached out to her, talked to her for, like, a little bit, and she was just like, yeah, I'm down. I want to do it. And so she's going to be in the Equalizer 3 with him. But that story got so much traction from, like, it did really well I'm, like, I'm sure on like everyone's platforms but like it just did really well and i just thought this is all because of like made on fire made on fire a movie she did when she was like so young but they were yeah. just like no i want to see these two together in a movie again and i would have never guessed that like that story would have taken off the way it did but like it's that is just a testament of like how strong the chemistry was and how like like how beautiful that relationship is in the movie i think that has a lot to do with like it but yeah like people were just down to see them like reunite and i'm not even saying that equalizer 3 is gonna be like great but like it's kind of cool to like be able to see them in the movie again together it'll be interesting to see how they act together now that she's older and definitely has more experience now but,
1: and then, like, and then he, he's older too and he's
0: older yeah <laughs> he's also older um 75 or something. jesus but but i think there's like i think there's just like what i love and i even think back then because i remember when denzel washington did interviews for this movie he had a lot of respect for her in 2004 like he was just like this girl is like this is she's child actors shouldn't be this good it's basically what he was like in a nutshell what he would say about her so it'd be interesting to kind of see like what their dynamic would be like now um I'm sure they still got it though, because she's still very talented. I've seen her in like stuff recently. She hasn't lost her mojo, and he'll never lose his. So, so.
1: no, he won't.
0: Perfect. No, perfect. You. But yeah, it was a good. That was a good one. Um, I guess mine will be next. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I'm kind of like shuffling between like a few. Um, but yeah, I I will announce it uh, when I uh figure out what movie I want to deep dive into uh, for next cool. month
1: yeah um, no i think just to be uh i am i don't know you choose it yeah just make sure yeah I, make sure
0: you have it on blu-ray or i can find it on streaming yeah i, I will make, I can, I, yeah i, I will make sure anywhere. i will make sure whatever choice i make like can <laughs> we all have to be able to find it yeah. on i can find, find it somewhere.
1: online <laughs> our listeners might not be as uh as morally adjust as i
0: am when it comes to pirating movies no well, yeah. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I know uh, I know I uh said this in the last episode, but then we came up with doing the deep dive, we are still in the, the very slow month of the end of August, early September. Um so I will be posting uh any ideas that you kind of want us to do for an episode, any movie that you guys want us to talk about uh during an episode, it can be anything. I'm gonna throw that up on the back of the blockbuster page and g Reels. So you can kind of give us an idea of like, what movies or even TV we're fine with that too. Like what you kind of want, uh, what you kind of want us to jump into, um, because I am open to suggestions. Because it is a very, very, very slow fall. There was like a big article in Variety today about how like they can't believe like the studios and not schedule bigger movies, uh, from yeah. like mid yeah. from mid August until like basically October.
1: How oh, dope uh, a- Black Adam came out?
0: And like during the, uh, the summer like it was supposed to.
1: Like, right, like What if it came out like next week? That'd be fucking That'd sick. That'd be
0: great. No, but least... we gotta wait till October 25th. Yeah, um, I don't know. The only mm. thing I'm excited for in the fall is uh Don't Worry, Darling. That's Olivia Wilde's uh, movie. Yeah. That looks really, really good, but it's not gonna like blow, blow apart the box office uh, by any means, I don't think. Um But yeah, it's a slow few weeks, so like any suggestions will be greatly appreciated. I mean, I <laughs> you, know where they can, you know where they can leave that, right? Oh, oh here you go. Here you go. I mean, <laughs> they, they,
1: can do, they can do their homework, as I'm asking you guys to do every week. Just throw it in the comment section. Give us a DM. It could be on G Reels, too. It's like, hey, man, can you guys talk about this? Um, uh, We're always down to hear everything else. I mean, I got people now being like, hey, you guys are doing really well. So uh, you'll be getting shout outs uh, at the end. So uh, my shout out today, besides my dad is uh ruby my man ruby he uh he uh one of, i one of the best uh guys i know in uh south bay hilarious uh person great uber driver uh Lyft lift driver um if you ever nice. catch him he's the man but uh he listens to the podcast and he says we're doing a great job so i appreciate you ruby for listening make sure you do the homework um and uh case okay, so you got any final words before we go into the send-offs
0: um i'm gonna say this too because we were talking about it i want to mention it uh we will be doing more uh reels on instagram because uh actually i think jack more than anyone saw like the importance of doing those and then i didn't realize until recently on g reels that i actually get paid for posting reels uh so that nothing motivates you more than money so <laughs> I, uh, I was uh, but, the co- yeah. but the cool thing about it is that playlists has brought this up before and they're either like you could create the reel yourself and like jack did one when that uh ben affleck uh batman jesus Momoa, aquaman 2 yeah. stuff broke uh he did that on his own um it was also suggested that like they could also edit some and make him like add cool music and shit to it so there's options for those uh, but we will definitely be posting more of those on the instagram page because i think more than just reposting a hollywood story on the instagram like you know just going like copying a piece of image from the hollywood reporter and be like oh look what happened today mm-hmm. um we need more I think, I, I think it's more important if it comes from us so reels are very quick so you'll be seeing a lot more of our mugs on the Instagram page and then uh by association the TikTok page too uh will be updated a lot right. more oh, <clears throat> as yeah. well um so yeah I wanted to throw that out there because um I yeah I felt like I felt really like out of touch I didn't get how important reels were because I thought they were just basically ripping off the TikTok stuff but I guess well, they are, but... but but I guess you can make it work together if you, if you have two if you have yes, both, yeah. both of those things. So no, yeah, that's so fine. so yeah, that's why I was that's all I wanted to say on that. You'll be seeing a lot more, more
1: content, baby, more content, a lot more or... of our
0: pretty faces on Instagram.
1: Damn straight, baby. Damn straight. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, just want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Playlist Studios, for uh, hooking it up, making sure that we are sound fantastic, our edited fantastically uh you can catch us on spotify apple Podcasts, good pods and any other any other platform where you'd like to listen to your uh, your podcast of music and audiobooks. Uh, my name is jack gonzalez uh that's gays Bolin. you can follow him at g underscore reels he is the insider scooper man he gets it all and as gays i appreciate uh, <laughs> spending, spending time with you every every monday and every saturday and sunday and friday
0: I love it too. I'm laughing at insider scooper. I don't know why. I don't know why insider scooper sounds so so weird. (laughs) I'll take it though. Um, (laughs) No, yeah.
1: But uh, we appreciate you guys, like, follow and subscribe on all uh, the uh, channels. And uh, if you get like Gabe said, if you have anything uh, to add or want to hear something, you know, hit us up. Let us know because we'll talk about anything as you can tell.
0: Yep.
1: Now, with that being said, it's time to assign the homework again because. People are doing it. As I just mentioned, people are reaching out to me saying they're doing a good job. So, those people, those people who are rating us and following us and and getting that algorithm on our side, keep doing the homework. Tell your mother, tell your father, tell your sister, tell your mother, tell your cousins, tell my aunt Momo, and then tell Gaze's brother to listen to the podcast (laughs) and tell his friends to it. So... It's all about it is. It's all we want to do. Have fun on this podcast. We appreciate you. Like and like, subscribe, comment, tell us what we need to do to make it better for you guys to enjoy better. Um, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And uh, that's it. Do the homework. Appreciate you guys. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.